0: show is broadcasting live from the podcast detroit studios in royal oak michigan for more information about the show or our network please visit www.podcastdetroit.com it's the undercover bringing you the
1: best in hand combat coverage with feature interviews major events and the hottest ring girls from around the nation the Undercard is part of the Podcast Detroit Network. And now, here they are, always in your corner, Brad, Marv, and Jimmy.
2: Welcome back to a Tuesday edition of The Undercard. We are back. Yeah. Travel we are. baseball. And... Marv
3: still is not back.
2: No, Marv, nope. Marv won't be back for probably a while. Maybe we can get him on the 250 episode, but it's good to be back on Tuesday. Where what are we,
1: What are we at? Is it two forty four? Two
2: forty five. I think he's right. I think 245? episode two forty five. Oh, all right. And so we're we're getting close to uh, the
1: big 210, 250. 211, whatever it takes. But UFC two forty five is that I was
2: right as at. I know you were right. two
1: fourteen. Yes. And ha.
2: we're going to start off talking about that. But uh, later in the show, we have uh, Steve Weaver who is throwing uh, two events down at Huntington Park in Columbus, Ohio, called The Duel in the Park. Uh, Friday night it's MMA, and then Saturday night it's pro boxing. Um, our ring girls will be there. I want everybody to come in the Columbus area and check them out. Also, uh, there's a law that just got passed. I don't even know if it was, like, I I, 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 I don't think it's passed.
1: I think it's just.
2: No, no, I think it's official now. I'm going to read exactly the article. He made
3: sure that I did not talk to him on the way to work today. I
2: just didn't want to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> See, uh, that's and, uh, what
1: the law is really about. It's actually a pretty good law now. <laughs> <laughs> but... <laughs> this is why we need webcams in here. Because the look on Rochelle's face. Everybody needed to see that.
3: Oh, no, it's fine. Okay. Uh,
1: So
2: anyways, uh, there's a law that's going to be passed in the state of Michigan. And if you're not listening from the state of Michigan, don't think it it doesn't apply to you because uh, laws like this are going to pop up everywhere. It's a law basically trying to save lives by stopping texting and and, and distracted driving. But they included so much more, which now gives cops the ability to just, for whatever reason, pull you over. And we'll talk about that at the end of the show. And then we might actually just play – you know, a fun game of if you had endless amount of money in a nice-sized backyard, what would you build? Because I know what I'm building. And I'm going to ask everybody later on the show that if you had a big yard, could build anything you want, what would you build? And that's the end of the show. But we got to start off with UFC 214, uh, Cormier versus John Jones, the second uh, bout. Uh, so there's three definitions to the word reckoning. We're going to use the third definition. It's a bill, an account, or an or to be more precise, a settlement. I feel a reckoning is coming on Saturday. I felt it watching this interview the other day, where John Jones looks so effing serious, and Daniel Cormier is kind of joking around and says, "Oh, John Jones is you know he's a great athlete," and then John Jones said, "I am the best ever to be in MMA," and then he said uh he said, uh, fuck d c which I thought was pretty cool, and d c laughed it off, and then John Jones takes off the earpiece and storms off. I tell you a-, a lot of times I don't buy into that shenanigan stuff, but John Jones is ready. The reckoning's coming. I think he's gonna tear through Cormier now an interesting article came up too. if I can pull it up uh John Jones says, and this is according to Mike Bone, uh, who writes that John Jones had a conversation with fellow former UFC champion Anderson Silva that boosted his confidence to an even greater degree ahead of Saturday's UFC 214 title rematch with Daniel Cormier. Jones, who challenges Cormier for light heavyweight gold in the UFC 214 headliner, has always spoke highly of Silva throughout his career. They trained together on multiple occasions and also also share a, a, a commonality because they both have fought DC. Jones, of course, beat Cormier in their first encounter back in UFC 182 in January 2015. The rematch has been scheduled multiple times, with one attempted at UFC 200 in July 2016, Fight fell apart during fight week when Jones was flagged with a U.S. anti-doping agency violation, which led to the Spider stepping in as a replacement, roughly on forty-eight hours' notice. Cormier beat uh, Silva quite handedly by unanimous decision, but he said to me, "I'm an old man now, and Daniel had to take me down round and round because I felt fear coming off of him. This man has fear in his heart." John Jones revealed that Anderson Silva. Has told him that there is fear in Daniel Cormier's heart, and I do believe he fears John Jones. I, I I feel this reckoning coming. This is the uh lock pick of the week or whatever you want it. It doesn't make it all the rounds. John Jones wins by ref stoppage, TKO. Elbows or whatever. It's coming.
3: I'm just looking at the reach difference between the two of them.
2: Oh, John Jones, yeah. He can throw an elbow like a jab. He,
3: he his his arm just, reach is a foot longer
2: and he can throw an
1: elbow as quick as he can throw a jab i'm afraid you're right (laughs) I i wish you were not but i'm afraid you're right uh john jones is going to annihilate dc i wish it was the other way around but you know that that the statistically looking at the fighters, looking at the reach, looking at the experience, looking at us like that. Yeah, DC doesn't stand a chance. Yeah, and it's gotten so- I mean, everybody stands a puncher's chance, and there's always a lucky hit or whatever. But, you know, taking luck completely out of it, no, there's no way. I think the only
2: way Cormier could win, and it's a small percentage, maybe 10 or 15 percent. Goes at that shin. No, he 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 goes. He, he wrestles and is yeah. able to take down John, Jones, which isn't easy. He's only no. been taken down once, I think, in his uh, career, and, well, and more than that, I'm sure. No, it was he hadn't been taken down. Yeah, Google it. I think he's only been taken down once. And then when it happened, I remember looking at Rochelle I go. At least he got that out of the way because it was like it was like just his. Jones
3: defended are ninety four point fifty nine percent.
2: Okay, so that's. Quite, quite incredible. Still, yeah. so I do, I do remember the fight where he got first taken down. So if Cormier gets on him, just lays on him, doesn't do much, but wins by points. I guess Cormier could win, but I expect Jones to take care of business and become the light heavyweight champion of the UFC again. Uh, but that interview was great. Uh, I'm hyped up about it. I'm excited about it because these we two guys
3: get excited for MMA,
2: hate each other, right? If we are to believe that they control their own communication, Daniel Cormier came out like a week ago and said, why don't you go take some more impotence drugs? And then to which John Jones – because that's what he was flagged for with doping and that's why – which he replied to, why don't you just go talk to your wife for once? (laughs) So like I mean the hatred's so there that I love that, dude. It's like they're going to get in the ring and they're going to tear into each other. Yeah. it could have went it's, worse. It's a real it, it hatred. Cross
3: that line. Like because you've
2: been seeing J- yeah, lately. Jimmy was in here last week. I'm not sure the Mayweather-McGregor thing's a real hatred yet. We could all be part of this circus, and they, they, they could be backstage going, you know what, you do this, you do that, and this will sell the fight. Because well, I, I, you know, like Ma- I know Mayweather as a showman, and I know McGregor's a showman, but here, here, this is hate. No, yeah, no. Mayweather McGregor, see it,
1: there's a slight I, it
2: could be behind
1: the scenes I, kind of thing. I, I, I see it a little bit of both. Right, I see it a little bit of both. I, th- this is what I see. So the first press conference, they kind of dug into each other, and everybody went nuts for it. So right before the second pro- press conference, they kind of came at each other, you know, behind the scenes, and went, "Hey, the last time it worked really good it's generating a lot of buzz. Let's go after each other even more."
3: Yeah,
1: yeah. And then the third press conference, it was like, hey, man, we're on fire. Let's just go all out, you know, blah, blah, blah. This is really working or whatever. And that's when the insults really start to get personal. <laughs> so I can see a little bit of both. I can see it was kind of, a, you know, a little bit of ribbing. And then, yeah, they're building the hatred up. Uh, between the two of them, but yeah, no. John Jones wants to like literally rip, D- rip DC's head off right. and and defecate down his neck. That's the type of
2: fight that he'll want a third match so he can do it again. Whatever he did to him, <laughs> right. he's like, let's rematch again right. so I can do it again to him. He'll just keep yeah. wanting to line up DC. To be able to do that over and over and over again. Yeah. And so that fight's happening. So my first pick of the week is going to be John Jones by ref stoppage over uh, Daniel
1: Cormier. Do you think uh, first or second round? Oh, God. I'm thinking third. Third? Oh, okay. Third ref stoppage. I'm thinking and a second.
2: Okay. And it could could be. Yeah. Uh, that je- uh, that elbow, the only thing is, it, it has he lost speed from all the problems that he's had outside of the... The ring and everything so. like that, um, but I, I remember a little bit of ring rust. Right, I remember yeah. when Mike Tyson, like you know, came back the second time. At first, there was ring rust, but he's a pretty badass dude there again for a little bit, yeah. you know. Until he he ran into Evander Holyfield and he had problems. But his ear, right? I, <laughs> I just I just think John Jones is the best ever. That first loss doesn't count, just like Cody Stamens first loss doesn't right. count in my eyes. And so I think he's the best ever to ever do this, and it, it should be pretty easy. So, I mean, props to the UFC. We're talking about him. I yeah. mean, that's that's the good thing. Also, I mean, James Gray competes next Tuesday. I was going to
1: ask, which Tuesday is it? Next Tuesday. Yes, we're going to have finally. to actually
2: have it probably outside in the green room. All right. Um, and can we, can he's we, ready.
1: Can we get fight pass on in the green room? I don't see why not. Okay.
2: I'll work on uh, talking to the people that know how to do it. All right. Yeah,
3: but and it starts at three thirty.
1: Three thirty their time. So that would yeah. be like oh, six thirty our time. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get it on. I see. Uh, and then
2: that's you know uh, Dana White's Contender Show, which happens on Tuesday. Yes. And so there's a lot of excitement going on. Don't forget August fourth, uh, Clarissa Shields.
3: Clarissa.
2: Clarissa Shields. Goes against Nikki Adler. Uh, That's happened on August 4th. That's on Showtime. Um, our ring girls will be there also for that, but it's but also you can a big see it event, live. right? Yeah. Uh, co-main event though is Euboff, a guy that I'm really, really high on. I ma- major man crush on him. He's going against Sonny Fredrickson. Sonny Fredrickson, sixteen and zero, undefeated. Of course, Euboff's undefeated too, and it's going to be power versus boxer. It's going to be a great co-main event. We got a lot happening they in have the Detroit high region. High
3: knockout records.
2: Yeah. Uh Ubof has 10 knockouts for his 12 wins, and uh, Sonny Fredrickson has 12, 12. knockouts for his yeah. 16 wins. So that's that's going to be pretty good. And so we got a lot happening. I like it. Keep it up. Uh, and then UFC, uh, right back to the UFC really quick. Um, the UFC has some new Brock Lesnar rumors going around that what? he might be coming back again. Oh, God. Uh, they're short superstars. They really are because John Jones he's fight
1: He's not a UFC superstar though. He's a he's a He's name. a pay-per-view draw. So uh, he's, a, he's name. a superstar.
2: Yeah. People he, people want to see that but idiot. But he sucks. Yeah, and he's mean to people. And I've seen it in yeah. like airports. He's mean to people.
1: I don't like no. Mean to Just, people. <laughs>
2: what did he do to you? <laughs> he didn't. <do> Dude, <laughs> <it>. <laughs> tell me tell me where he hurt you on the yeah. doll. Show us where you on the doll right. <laughs> exactly. Show me where he hurt in the doll. No, that's actually TMZ that caught that in the airport. Yeah. I didn't see that. Uh, well, when you're on that many roids, I mean, you're always exactly. kind of angry. So he's now back in the testing pool of the <laughs> UFC testing pool to see if he's going to pass steroids. And then there's a crazy, even more out there rumor that The Rock is considering maybe no. doing UFC. Shut I'm no. not joking. There's a rumor. No, so I, he there, wants I'm to sure be president a rumor,
3: but... and then he wants to fight in the UFC. And
2: then... Everyone got their seatbelts on. It looks like CM Punk's going to get another fight, maybe in the UFC. Okay. So his first time wasn't so good. No, but he's kind of, kind of the pressures off him now. Yeah, Everyone exactly. was waiting for him, and yeah. he might get one more fight in the UFC.
1: Okay, we'll I, see. okay. I'm okay with it as mm. long as he's not put like on, like main event or co-main event. Like if he's on like the undercard, like down at right. the bottom, We're, I'm okay with that. Uh, but you know he sells pay per views, so he'll probably be
2: that, that first. On the main
3: card. First,
2: me. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy's right. He belongs on the
1: prelims on the UFC no, fight. No, no, days, no, but no, no. Gonna, I'm, talking about, like, I'm not even record. talking about the UFC prelims. I'm talking about, like, uh, well, yeah, no, the prelims that you would see for free on Fox Sports One. Yeah. Not Fight Pass. But the prelims on like Fox, Fox Sports One, yes.
2: And we said this three years ago. They handled it wrong. They took an opportunity away from maybe it was Cody, maybe it was James Gray, maybe it was uh, person A down in Florida. Somebody that deserved an opportunity way before CM Punk yeah. was lost an opportunity because of the CM Punk thing. The way, you know, in retrospect, the way they should have handled it. Is maybe he could have appeared on the Ultimate Fighter show and and just seen how he did in that team atmosphere and or, played through
1: that or wait until Dana White's contender?
2: <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, probably Dana knew he was going to do that. Well, yeah. I mean he, he planned He's that. He's been far playing ahead. that
1: for years. I know.
2: Yeah. Um. But you know that's that's the way it should have been done way back in the yeah absolutely day. back when we were at the Russell. Believe it or uh, not, that was happening. We no,
1: CM Punk was in it when we were at the Russell. Yes, it
2: was. He was going to be there. Uh, look up the year.
3: I think that was the beginning of the talks of it.
2: No, no, he got. We were talking about it on a Sunday like, show.
3: He was out. Uh, he was like out for like what a year and a half, right? In injuries and yeah.
2: and uh, okay. Stuff. So yeah, you're right. Yeah, I think we right. were at the Russell. I think okay. it was a Sunday show we were talking about. Right, it.
1: Probably. I, don't um, know. I have no concept of time anymore. <laughs> no
2: concept of time anymore. Uh, a little bit of a transition. Wrestling is happening at the Joe Louis Arena for the last time Saturday. Yeah. I was gonna go to it, but cannot go to it because mm-hmm. I will be in Columbus. But um, I am pissed off beyond belief that the Joe Lo Serena and the Illich Holdings have not figured out like a good send off for the Joe. Like it can't be the next concert after the WWE. Please tell me it's not. Like I- I'm waiting still for an event that is like the the final event. You already had the final hockey game. That building deserves. A final event where everyone knows this is a final event. Well,
3: even the wrestling, the they were advertising and at I the last one that that was the last wrestling yeah. event yeah. that was going to be there. They had it on the shirt. And, and yeah. crazy
2: conspiracy theorist over here, me, has no. a theory. No, and this is a good theory because I drive by it we'll de- five times a day. We'll determine if it's a good theory. Or I not. think they're not announcing a final thing because it might have to. It might have to open the Red Wing season. I do not think that thing's getting done. I drive past it every day and I look at it and I'm going that Maybe. thing looks
1: not done. <laughs> Maybe in oh, September wait. I'm like isn't isn't Kid Rock supposed to be right? Like, he 12th. opens it. Yeah, right. he opens it in like September. It doesn't September
0: look like 12th. September 12th ready.
1: Yeah. Not yeah, at all. I have
3: a concert scheduled September 27th. Yeah. It do, it oh, does there. not
2: look September 12th ready <laughs> and then you have the okay I yeah. You know, the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs, they they played in Maple Leaf Gardens up until January, then their new building, Air Canada. So it, it's not the first time a team right, has transitioned, that, yeah. and even the Olympia had done it. I yeah. honestly believe they're not saying anything because they're a little scared. Yeah. I drive by, I'm like, there's not even windows.
1: I'm like, windows! <laughs> windows like, are easy.
2: All right. If you have the right There's a contractor. lot of workers well, trying to... I mean, they, they put trees up before they did some stuff they should have been doing. I don't think it's... Well, no, because done. they didn't
1: have enough contractors. Then
2: a good friend of ours—I don't know he's, if he's a good friend of the network—but looking at over there, uh, he used to sit there all the time. Uh, I don't nobody know. sat here. This is a rotating. No, chair. no, no. Hold on, hold on, hold Anthony on, hold no. on. Anthony Barnes. No, no, no. Uh, Jason Adask. Um, the Detroit Sports Rag.
1: Oh, uh, uh, J- um, Spiro? Sp- no, Not no, the Spiro. other guy. The other guy, uh, the other I guy love I love. Okay, Moss, who I love. Yes, yes. Moss said
2: that they, they, they put up the scoreboard and the roof was made of iron, and the iron was collapsing because it wasn't steel, because this is the biggest scoreboard ever, and that there's setback days from that. And say what I you will about it. Jeff— He's never wrong. No, exactly. <laughs> I mean everything it, yeah. he comes up with. Like yeah. ten days later, you find out Jeff's right. Yeah, yeah, no, I love I believe Jeff. it. You know, I actually miss the Detroit sports rag and people yeah, yelling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do, I do, I miss Jeff. And uh, so he had a he. So they might be rebuilding there. I know the concession stands are nowhere near done. I know the bathrooms are are nowhere near done. Um I look, guess it all you looks, need for the bathrooms a is a, and a bucket in a corner. That's ah, all you need. The old outhouse. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that'd be nice—a grand opening with Porta Johns outside. Oh, nice. Did we rescan your ticket so you can get back in? Okay, come on, come back <laughs> in. So they
3: literally have a month and a half to get it all ready. Done. Yeah. yeah, all done.
2: There is a webcam that used to be up. I wonder if that webcam's still up oh, to, show, Facebook? to show to show the uh, to show the progress. And oh, then man. you look at the progress and you go, "Brad's conspiracy might be right." Because otherwise it does deserve a final event, boxing. And that final event should represent boxing because it's named after Joe Lewis, who was a boxer. Detroit, such a great boxing town. There should be a send-off for it, a final Concert, final event, something like that. Even alumni game or something like that with Red Wings or something. If that webcam's down, my my conspiracy's way way going. No, it's right.
1: up. I'm I'm looking at it.
2: Okay, how's it look? Is the scoreboard up?
1: I this is outside. Hold on, I, I got to <laughs> flip through a bunch of stuff. Sh- right. I'm looking at the outside, and there's windows in. There's okay. a lot of windows in. Actually, that must not be the, the Woodward side in. then. Uh, I'm, looking at, I'm looking at. I'm looking at. I do word. know
3: that they. According to my Facebook, they. I got notifications all day today that they changed the times of all the concerts. They moved it back from seven o'clock to seven thirty, and they have a stop time at eleven.
2: Well, that that's the hard Detroit curfew, right? And I wonder why they moved everything back to 7.30. Could be no, but because I of have, 75 being like closed. Like I said, I have a
3: million different notifications. Lady Gaga was changed. Fall Out Boy was changed. Paul McCartney was changed.
2: You know who suffers? It's That curfew such a stupid curfew. The fans um, do. Metallica only could play, what, 17 mm-hmm. songs in Detroit because of the curfew? It's looking pretty complete to me.
1: All right. I could be wrong. I mean, I'm I'm looking On the at it.
3: inside? Yeah. Are talking about the outside? No, I'm looking
1: at both. Have you
3: looked at Woodward?
1: Yes, he because says it looks
3: good. Woodward doesn't look good.
2: He's saying from a distance hold there on. is harmony, I'm, I'm looking. and it echoes through the
3: lane. We drive right on. in front of that thing every day. Actually, I know. I'm, I'm looking at
1: different workers. different things. So hold on here. A
3: lot of work. Jimmy, you're not yeah. going fast enough.
1: <laughs> I'm. i just at, saying. Let's have, I'm let's at have the, one boxing <sighs> event. I'm looking at the Woodward side, or maybe that's not Woodward. Wait, that's got to be Woodward. If you show me really quick, I can figure it
2: out. Yeah, that's what Woodward.
1: Yeah, there are t- all the windows are in. That's new. Good for them. Good for them. They're getting month ready. and a
3: half. Let's see what miracles happen.
2: a Month and a half. You know,
1: it doesn't. It, it, I can tell, I can see why you think it's not there because there's a lot of can, work going on. Well, in. I'm saying, but also because the windows kind of blend into the structure, but you can tell. Oh, no, that they're the windows new.
2: There. We, we used to drive by, the windows were empty. So that's new. Yeah. So that's that's good. so
1: it's recent. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, the inside looks like, uh, I mean, you know, it's they're still working on it, but right. It's 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 looking, you know, the seats are in there, and I see a lot of other. Things. I'm looking at uh, uh the panoramic view. This is not my doing, by the way. Oh yeah, I can tell what Jeff's talking about. You can see on the very tippy top, you can see the girders are not okay. just not quite straight. Yes. Yeah, but so that that might have been actually just part of the design. <sighs> right. That's Jeff's Jeff's from the Detroit Sports
2: Rag, yeah, not yeah. ours. Uh really funny though. So Little Caesars Arena doesn't really roll off your tongue. And so now there's a movement of people calling it the Pizza Hut, which is obviously a competitor of Little Caesars Arena, but like the nickname would be the
1: Pizza Hut. No, it's the LCA. You never call the Little Caesars Arena. You call it the LCA.
2: I know, but there's people out there saying call it the the Pizza Pizza Hut, Hut, which would be just like the ultimate insult. It'd be like, oh, I'm going to the concert down at the Pizza Hut. Yeah. Because when Comerica Park happened, people used to call it the Copa because Comerica, Comerica Park can't roll off anyone's tongue either. Right. Uh, we're going to go to uh, one, maybe two-song break. No. No, not yet? Not yet. <laughs> oh, okay.
3: It takes time to die. Okay.
2: The executive producer. We have uh, Ring Girl Raven in here. Hi, Raven. She's looking awesome. Hello. Um. But after <laughs> we come back after our break, uh, we are going to have Steve Weaver from uh it, so this event really quickly is the duel in the park. You can get tickets for it in Columbus, Ohio. It's going to be absolutely awesome. Outdoor MMA, outdoor boxing. Um The weather's supposed to be very nice, so we're going to have Steve Weaver. And on, on the flip side, are we ready? No, just
1: okay, wait a minute. You got to – Brad.
3: Ta- it, seriously.
1: God, you this, don't. You, I don't know how this works. You don't know so I've only how this works. hold on.
3: I will let you know. I'll okay. be like. So like this
1: so while we're uh, while we have a minute or whatever so we were sitting in the green room ready to come into the show and um, I ran into a couple of vets who are here promoting their uh, foundation. I guess is what uh, what you could call it. And uh, I was talking to them for a little bit, and they gave me a pamphlet. Um, I don't know all the details for them. They're here. Uh, I believe they're talking with Dave. Um, I don't know if that's they have their own show. Or... I believe they have their own show. Okay, their own show. Yeah. But basically uh, what this is is it's called Odin's Outcasts, um, which actually, uh, if you've never been in the military, and this is something that's kind of not – well-known but kind of known or whatever uh, when when somebody passes uh, in the military uh, you say I'll see you in Valhalla. The Norse mythology the Norse Whole kind of like pantheon and stuff like that, like that's very big in in military culture. Valhalla and warriors and you know all that kind of stuff like that. So the fact that they're calling themselves Odin's outcasts are actually is actually really good. But they're a uh, a foundation, and what they are, they're veterans for veterans, trying to hook veterans up um, with jobs, with education. Uh, and all that kind of stuff like that. Uh, And I'm just going to quickly read um, what their mission is. Um,
3: I'm ready whenever you read.
1: Okay. Uh, It's our mission to empower our brothers and sisters that stood and fought for our freedoms by coming together. We can use our resources as one. Our members have backgrounds from business owners to construction managers, and we will find the perfect fit for you. We work daily with OIF and OEF veterans from across the country. And that most constant thing that we have heard is the struggles of employment, specifically consistent employment. So basically what they try to do is they try to hook up veteran employers with veteran employees in different sections. Um, they they have their own show. Uh, when I find out the name of the show, uh, I will uh, put it on our Facebook it's page. Not on there. Uh, No, this is this is their actual charity. This is not for their show.
3: Oh,
0: okay.
1: Uh, but they do have a uh, they do it. have a website. It's www.odinsoutcast one word o d i n s o u t c a s t dot org. That's odinsoutcast.org so you can go there. You can check it out. Um, I will be getting more information and try to uh, pass it on uh, in the coming weeks. And uh, maybe we'll have them on our show. You know, uh, sometime they can they can talk about it. So we are ready. Correct. We are ready. Okay, we are ready. All right. So we're gonna go to a song. Uh, two. Man. 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 Just one. So, okay, we're gonna go to a song and then we'll be right back.
0: You're listening to the Undercard hand combat radio.
1: Welcome
2: back to the undercard. We're going to get to our first guest of the evening. We're calling him. He's in Columbus getting ready for two events that are happening this weekend, Friday and Saturday at Huntington Park in Columbus, Ohio. Um, Good boxing state, Ohio. I know we get to rip on them because we're Michigan people all the time, but Ohio does produce a lot of boxers.
3: Is that right? The last four digits? Yes. Oh wow! I
2: believe
1: so. All right. <laughs> great radio, Brad. I uh, great radio.
2: Ch- you can't distract me, like you know, if I'm chewing chewing gum or something. Well,
3: you gotta be on
1: your toes. Can't distract you no matter what. Exactly. Good deer
2: in headlights. This Steve. Hi, Steve. This is Brad. You're live on The Undercard. How are you today?
0: I'm great, Brad. How are you?
2: Good. We are joined by Steve Weaver. He's throwing uh, the duel in the park. Uh, Tell us a little bit about the event that's happening this Friday and Saturday down in Columbus.
0: Yeah, we're excited. This Friday night and Saturday night. We're doing Friday night is MMA. We have, uh, I think it's 10 fights, amateur fights and two professional fights, and it's called MMA Summer Clash. Uh, It begins at doors open between 6 and 6.30 at Huntington Park. First fight starts at 7.30. It'll be the first time in Columbus they've done an event outside under the lights, so it should be really neat. Then we follow that Saturday night with championship boxing called Duel in the Park. Uh, We have seven professional fights for the top 50 fighters in the world with our key fighter being Tyler McCreary at number seven in the world, if I'm not mistaken right now, being our last fight of the night. And that should be really exciting. Again, same thing, Dortha, between 6 and 6.30 with uh, the first fight going off at 7.30 again under the lights. So we're really excited. The park's a phenomenal venue, and we're excited to have it there.
2: Now, with outdoor boxing, uh, you know, it it typically happens in uh, climates that are— are, you know, like a little bit more predictable? Is there any backup plans? I I looked at the weather. It looks like it's going to be gorgeous this weekend, but is there any backup plans or, like, rain-out days in case that does happen?
0: Unfortunately, there's no rain-out day. Our backup plan is for a canopy to cover the ring. Um, but, as you said, weather looks great. Keep our fingers crossed. First events, so hopefully everything like that will go great. Um, but other than a big canopy, which is enormous, that that's going to be about the extent of it for us.
2: Now, Steve, how'd you get the idea to throw it at uh, Huntington Park? Are you a baseball fan? And uh, like uh, me personally, baseball stadiums are fascinating because they're all different, even minor league parks and stuff. Was that your idea about throwing a couple of uh, hand combat events there, or wh- how'd this come about?
0: Well, it comes about. I am uh, by trade a special leagues coordinator here in Columbus, Ohio. And there was a charity event for my group that was being done at Huntington Park that I attended. And they did two years in a row. And I just saw what a great venue the park really is outside being a baseball park, how they can hold an event. Uh, the young millennial crowds showed up. There was big numbers. And they did a couple years in a row and it's just been a, a very positive event for us. And that, that's when the light bulb triggered. I said, you know what? This would be fantastic. Columbus has never done a, a boxing event, especially under the, the lights. The, again, the park is phenomenal. The is great for it. We're going to have the octagon of the ring over the uh, pitching mound, so every angle in the park should be able to see the, the fights going on very well. So we're excited. That's a big, young demographic crowd, which is what we're really steering to get. And uh, we're hoping everybody comes out in droves, so like you said, because the weather's supposed to be really nice.
2: Do you have any surprises for Friday, Saturday, with it uh, being a baseball theme, anything that uh, you guys are planning a little bit special for the event that you wouldn't typically do at a boxing event?
0: Um, not really, not this year. Uh, we got to a little bit of a late start, unfortunately. So some of the things I had planned uh, aren't going to be able to make it this year. But going into year two, we'll, we will have some surprises up our sleeves for sure. Uh, we're just happy that this thing's going off. It's going to go up smoothly. Our promoter, Troy Speakman's done a great job setting up the fights. It's one of the best fight cars we've seen in a long time, especially in Columbus. So we're we're very excited for the event.
2: Now, if people want to get tickets, what are the price ranges, and where's uh, the best place to go get tickets, Steve?
0: You can go to Ticketmaster, ticketmaster or you can go to our website, dot com uh, will have all the fights listed. Um, it's other information that you, you can find out about. The tickets for MMA start at $20. Uh, ringside seats are 65 And then Saturday night for the championship boxing, the... Uh, tickets are 25 with ringside seats at $100, but with that, we're offering uh, free beer until the cake runs out, So, hey. and that's only for Saturday night and for VIP people, so we're hoping to fill up the infield because that can look really neat um, for all the spectators and, and especially for the boxers coming out.
2: Absolutely. I, I like that idea. And, uh, it could not have had this event at a better time with McGregor and Mayweather. Here you have a uh, MMA star and McGregor fighting a boxing star in Mayweather and you're throwing, uh, two events back to back that are highlighting both the sports. And they're, they're controlling the yeah, you- uh, headlines.
0: Yeah, you want to talk about Christmas coming early or Christmas in July. I woke up and found out that those two were actually announced it was going to actually happen. And we're like, wow, like you said, this couldn't have been uh, a more advantageous time for us throwing, on our, throwing our first event, right? We've got MMA the night before and then the championship boxing after. So, And then they fight less than a month, I think, uh, after our event. Um, so, And I think also Saturday night there is a big MMA pay per view event as well. So it's a pretty big weekend coming up for everybody.
2: Now we love Columbus. We've been working with Troy for a little bit here, and uh, been down to the Arnold and everything. In that park, I, I've never been in the park, but I've been to the uh, amphitheater next to it that Troy's throwing some shows. I'm very excited for this event just because of the unique atmosphere. I encourage people. This doesn't happen a lot in boxing outdoors under the lights at a ballpark. I'm super excited uh, for the event. Um, so I want to thank you, Steve, for uh, inviting us down there. And like I said, we're going to cover it for fight news too. And, uh, it sounds like a great event and, uh, the Columbus Clippers play there. They're the triple A team of the New York Yankees,
0: correct? Not anymore. They're the triple A team of the Cleveland Indians. Okay. See, and then I can respect Um, that a
2: little bit more now too.
0: Yeah, (laughs) they are. They are the Indians now. Uh, we were, when I was growing up, yes, they were the Yankees. Um for years. But no, we've been a, we've been the Indians for I wanna say don't quote me on this, but I would say probably ten years now. Um but I, I'm I'm not positive.
2: And uh we're we're having a new stadium, Little Caesars Arena, built here in Detroit. And a lot of the way the shops are around Nationwide Arena, a place like we like to hang out when we're down there in Columbus, we've taken a lot of those ideas from how nationwide is and Columbus is such a nice city. So once again, thank you, Steve. Uh, The event's called Duel in the Park. He says get tickets at duelinthepark.com or through Ticketmaster. Thank you so much, Steve, for joining us, and we'll be in touch.
0: Thank you, guys. Appreciate it.
2: All right. That is Steve Weaver, uh, duelinthepark.com. If if you're within even driving range of it for two hours, been doing this a long time. Let's just say graduate studies here in in this. Uh, This doesn't happen... Very often. So just go to, you know, check out the atmosphere. And I love ballparks. So I I think this is a great idea. Matter of fact, it sparked 15 ideas for me up here. (laughs) Like, you know, don't worry, Steve. I'm not going to Ohio, but it sparked 15 ideas for me up here. So uh, I don't know. I'm excited. And I I, I do know of like one surprise. I I didn't know if he was going to say it.
1: No, I, there's going to oh, be more. Big, big, big Brad is vaguing again.
2: No, 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 no. He 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 <laughs> talked to me about that he understands that there's going to be some people in a baseball stadium that feel pretty far away from mm-hmm. the ring. And I do know that there will be some ring girls walking the concourse area too so that they feel part involved oh, okay. with what's going on. Gotcha. So I okay. I thought that's a cool idea. Yeah. You're bringing, bringing the people in. Yeah. Uh, free beer though. Yeah. <laughs> what? That's... That's kind of dangerous. I'm buying VIP I'm, tickets. I'm just saying. meat we'll working. I'm buying VIP tickets. Yes, yes. I'm just yes.
1: saying that's kind of dangerous. All right. Uh yeah,
3: We don't have to drive home.
2: No, I'm, I'm
1: talking about having people watching a boxing match and drinking. I think that, they'll be good. That never that 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 you're asking for you're fights that's to, every
3: boxing that Yeah, we that's go every to? boxing
1: event. Yeah, but if it's free beer.
2: You know well, what I'm but they they pay for VIP. it for the VIP but tickets. But it doesn't matter. We've, we've, yeah, we've, we've done one means- event where it was that way, and I think it went okay, though. Okay. Um, let's go to a couple song breaks. When we come back, we're going to talk about this new law. Uh, oh, I, it's
1: not it's not a law. It's not, it's it's just not a law, out. and it's been around for a while. Okay. So we'll talk about as I pulled up the things. So. All right. All right. Is it my article? It's the same. I th- believe it's the same article. Yeah. All right. We'll be back in a few minutes. Welcome back, episode 245. I believe that's what we said, right? That 245. Sounds about yeah, right. 245. Uh, we're just uh, talking with the promoter for the fights down in Ohio, Steve Weaver. Steve Weaver. Uh, it sounds like it's going to be a great event, going to be in a baseball stadium, which, uh, you know, outside venues are not a very common thing. So it should be very interesting uh, if you can go there. Um, we are currently moving on to a topic, which uh, Brad posted on his Facebook page. Uh, what? yesterday? which it,
2: it is from April. You're right. It's I, I, from I April. Just looked at it. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's from April. So, that makes me mad. and it's not a law. It's it's just they were kind of saying this is something that's going to happen. So, uh, basically, uh, Michigan State Police will uh, ride around in unmarked cars. But the unmarked cars are not the ones that are going to be pulling you over. The unmarked cars just kind of keep an eye out for distracted drivers and then radio ahead to... Actual marked cars who then can pull you over. You know, like I'm sure they have a description of the car and the license plate and all that kind of stuff. So like they that. have spies. It's basically right. they, basically what they're doing is they're putting spies. The, the campaign's
2: called Operation Ghost Rider. So those right. are, they're the ghost. Mm. Ghost. Well, the uh, negative is, though, Ghost Rider.
1: That, the banner is full.
3: The things that they're saying that they can pull well, you over yeah. for. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So so, so,
1: so distracted oh, okay. activities. Okay. Distracted activities include using a cell phone and or texting, eating or drinking, talking to passengers, grooming, reading, including maps, using a PDA or navigation system, watching a video, or changing the radio station, CD, or MP3 player. They're saying that you need to focus on the task at hand, and these are the things that you must do not to be considered a distracted driver. Get familiar with vehicle features and equipment before pulling out into traffic. Preset radio stations, MP3 devices, and climate control. Secure items that may move around when the car is in motion. Do not reach down or behind the seat to pick up items. Do not tax, access the internet, watch videos, play video games, search MP3 devices, or use any other distracting technology while driving. Avoid smoking, eating, drinking, and reading while driving. Pull safely off the road and out of traffic to deal with children. Do personal grooming at home and not in the vehicle. Review maps and driving directions before hitting the road. Monitor traffic conditions before engaging in activities that could divert attention away from driving. Ask a passenger to help with activities that may be distracting. If driving long distances, schedule regular stops every 100 miles or two hours. Travel at times when you are normally awake and stay overnight rather than driving straight through. And avoid alcohol and medication that may make you drowsy. Which I agree with some of these things. I agree like, with
3: most of them, but what Brad was was mentioning to me last night is basically, the driver should not talk to the passengers. It is in
2: there. It says it, talking to passengers. Talking to, is to passengers is a, is a distracting activity. And they also,
3: he said something about, um, basically, you don't can't let change your a radio station. Don't I let never. your mind wander. They could pull you over if your mind is yeah. wandering.
1: Mm. Yeah. Well, here's, here's What? Well here's the thing. So the first offense, you're fined a hundred dollars.
3: And I actually know someone who has been who's gotten a ticket for cell phone use while driving. Yeah. Um it's been postponed and postponed. Yeah. So she's hoping by the time she goes that it will not uh they won't care anymore. Well,
1: and not only that, but it really depends if the cop shows up that pulls you over.
3: Well that's just it. Yeah. It's been China, postponed like twice already. China, yeah, so she's like the cop just won't show up. Right. But She's the only person I know who's actually gotten a ticket yeah. for it. So
1: the first ticket is $100, and mm-hmm. every ticket after that is $200. And it's it's literally just a revenue-generating uh, way for them to make money because, you know, what's the first thing that gets slashed when a budget crisis comes up? Cops and firemen. So the cops don't have enough money to run their department. This is the Michigan State Police, by the way. They don't have enough money. They need more people. They don't have enough money to even pay the people that they have right now. Snyder is a complete and utter moron. Not Brad. Not Brad. I'm talking about the, the governor. He's a complete and utter moron, has completely mismanaged the government and the state, and there's no money for the cops. So they have to resort to shit like this in order to generate money so that not only can they keep their jobs, but they can hire the people they actually need.
2: You know how many times I'm going to get pulled over? First off, uh, <clears throat> so visual, taking your eyes off the road. I don't do that. A manual taking your hands off the w- wheel i gotta ask really quickly raven do you use two hands on the wheel or do you drive cool like this one I, I i never drive with two hands on the wheel
1: you got to speak up, honey, and closer oh, to the microphone. It
4: just depends on how I'm feeling. Sometimes I drive with two hands, sometimes one hand. It just depends. Well, they're
2: they're saying hands, so I bet you they're going to look it's, for people with no, one you're, hand. You're, on you're,
1: your your hands have to be a ten and two, or you're considered distracted driving. Ridiculous. Changing yep. radio stations.
2: Yeah. Um. So here's the interesting thing. So, uh, you know, Marvin. Before he left, he got a new new car. Yes. And we had fun because we were texting him through his yeah. uh, his speaker and it was yep. saying bad names to him. Right, yeah. Does that include?
1: Because, I mean, you are yes. mind distracted.
2: Mm-hmm. So all those new features on cars Every,
1: are Every crap. A,
3: Even though they're hands-free.
1: It doesn't matter. You're still talking.
2: Yeah. They're going to see you talking to yourself and they're going to know what you're doing. Yep. Because oh, I, I can't talk God. to you in a car. No, you cannot. Go focus.
3: <laughs> Literally, this God. morning we're going to work, and he's like, "We're about five minutes away from work." So we've been driving for like twenty minutes, and he finally looks over me. and Goes, "I haven't been talking to you, so I don't distract you."
2: <laughs> it's a good. Boo! Got pulled over. No, I'm all just right. kidding. Now having no. kids in a car, Raven, have you ever driven kids? Yes. Okay, it's impossible. Like, I mean, you're going to get pulled over all the time. They're always asking you questions. Mm-hmm. When we going home? When we doing this? When we doing that? I mean, it's just. Stupid you can't law. even sign
3: language them because you'd be taking a hand off the wheel. I believe.
2: I believe in texting. I don't even believe in the cell phone part. I can talk on a cell phone and drive at the same time and not be distracted. The
1: I GPS
4: part. Mm.
3: No, I you mean you can't. The
1: GPS. You can't walk and not be distracted. <laughs> no, but I'm, I really mastered that one. I don't to know t- why. We just
3: tried to talk to you, know. <laughs> you while you
2: were.
1: Don't talk to
3: me while
2: I mastered <laughs> that
1: one. Oh. Uh, it's a lot well, taken too far, and
2: here's the it, bad it part. Is,
1: it is a lot taken too far, especially with the whole GPS thing, because there are companies, like the company that I work for, that we – we uh, uh, um, we have to have GPS because we go like all we're doing all day is driving around to these locations or whatever and we have to have GPS I mean what
3: are you supposed to do you'd rather have them write down the directions and then be
2: looking at a piece of paper no you're supposed
1: to memorize it before you get on the road oh good god so the
2: tom-toms and the garments don't work anymore
1: either nope you can't use those ridiculous yeah no. A ridiculous law. But, Take it like I said, too far. but like I said, it started in April.
3: I bet you Riverview will be in use of it. No, no, it's state it police. Started, it started... I know, but I'm saying... State say, police. Oh, it's just state, state police? It's just
1: state police. Michigan no. State Police. It started in April, and you said that you know one person that got yes. busted for it, but I don't know anybody... I don't anybody. know anyone yet. I don't know anybody yet. So obviously, they're not like going that hardcore on it. Honestly, I really think they're just... Like, they give this list of everything so that if a cop sees you doing something stupid, he can pull you over and he can list any of sure. these reasons. But they're not really going to do it unless you're really being a moron about it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um,
2: I just don't like that they they make it impossible to do anything but have it at 10 and 2 and looking straight ahead. I mean, that's, that's it. No talking is—it's re- is taking it too far. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I if they wouldn't have put that out in in said texting and cell phone, I'd be like, all right, we live in a distracted society, so yeah, that's fine. Right. Um, and texting's dangerous. I mean, I yell at Rochelle when she's texting. You know, it's I the, don't well, text
3: because no one texts me.
2: But when she's <laughs> driving and texting, I'm like, what are you doing? So like, I, I, I do, I do understand that. Raven, do you text and drive? Yes. Are you good Texan driver, though? Yes. But do you everyone think thinks they are. Do you think you would be better, and, and this is a very tough question, say you had two glasses of wine and you drove, or you were texting and driving, which one do you think you would be a better driver doing? The um, two glasses of wine or with the texting?
4: Texting.
2: You'd um, be a better driver still with the texting over the two.
4: I'm I don't drink so. Oh, I know that's that's
1: good.
2: I was just curious. Jimmy, what do you think? Two glasses of wine or texting? Oh, Better texting. driver.
1: Well, but see, I don't if I'm texting while driving, I'm not texting. I'm using the voice command. Yeah,
3: that's what I do. I use the, and you the phone. That.
1: Huh?
2: But they've seen No, to no I'm saying that. but, yeah. but that's
1: not texting because all I'm doing is hitting one button and talking. And then hitting a button again, and I'm not like, and my eyes never come off the road. It's God literally my peripheral. God you want to read
3: what they text back to you,
1: huh?
4: What if they they text back to you though, and you got to read it?
1: See, we don't. Know. Well, I only read those at stoplights. Right. Okay. Yeah. I do
4: everything on my phone while driving. Though I'm always on social media,
1: everything. Now, Time that's, that's, oh, bad. That's, yeah, that's bad. That's bad. No, that's Holy bad. Like a text message because you got that it's Jimmy necessary. Actually. It's necessary. You know, like I for my job, like I get text messages like, Hey, you gotta pick up here, hey you got a service call here while well, I'm driving down the road and I don't always have a chance to get off, but absolutely no social media while driving. Mm-mm. Absolutely no social Does media. Does your
3: boyfriend do it? Yes. That band's got a nice car.
1: No. No the, revoke her license. Oh my, no. that <laughs> was revoke my, her license. That was my
4: truck.
3: No. Oh it's Kendra. Which one oh, has that- no, your boyfriend has the... No, Destiny. Kend- no, one of them has a... He had to pick. Was he was getting a Porsche. It was Destiny's. It's not Destiny. Oh, mine has a F-150. Right, well, I don't
0: know. No,
2: oh.
3: it's Kendra's boyfriend then.
4: Harris okay. has a Lexus. Yes. Yeah. I gotcha. It was like
3: a Lexus or a Porsche, and he picked a, a Lexus because it made her happy. But I'm thinking, my gosh, you know, just has got a nice car. Why would you do that? But still, even an F-150, you think, well, I'm mean, in this big truck. I can get away with it. They hit me, I'm fine.
2: So on the way to Chicago on 94, you, you reach a point past Ann Arbor about 40 minutes out where all of a sudden it becomes state cop everything. And one time we were driving to, I think we were going to Cubs game. and um, We
3: were counting them.
2: I counted them. There was like nine all the way to the, I believe on the west side of the state, that's where they're probably nailing people more. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, there's more state police presence out there. But I would be pretty mad if somebody called me and I picked up and I'm just chatting because I'm on a four-hour drive, and I got pulled over for it.
3: Yeah, because you call me all the time when he was driving you from Chicago. But you're at only night.
1: supposed to drive uh, an hour, and then you're supposed to pull over.
2: <sighs> that
1: I, I no, don't I'm even just know saying. That rule. that is crazy. I'm just saying. What? Because it's you distracting. To get to Florida, oh, my it's God. distracting. Uh. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> my or God. rotate. You know, every hour you got to rotate a new driver. No. Oh. I, boy. I, Again, this is just a way for them to be able to pull over drivers and have a list of things that they can just say, you know, well, why did you pull me over? Oh, you were distracted driving. Okay, right. what it's, do you
3: mean? Well, you were thinking about something. Well, you were, you were you were talking
1: driving. to your passenger <laughs> and you were swerving a little bit. Right. I mean, you there's the, there's the old reputations
2: that still hold true today that if you have an older model car and you're driving through West Bloomfield or, or, or a city that mm-hmm. people don't drive older model cars, you, you will get pulled over. Like, they're going to be curious well, what the heck you're doing there. Same, and I'm talking 10-year-older cars
3: Like that my are on car, the road. My car would be like, you know, please, please pull me over. I've got, like, bumper stickers all in the window and it's nope. rusted on the one side. And I, can
1: t- I can tell you 100%. The easiest way to never get pulled over, or if you get pulled over, to be completely left off. A veteran plate like you. A veteran
2: plate. But I respect (laughs) that you served, but I didn't, and and you've earned that. I I wouldn't put it on my car. How old (laughs) are you? You're 40? You can still join the guard? Yeah, that's the (laughs) least— That's the I'm just least, saying. That's the least. That's the least we can I give you back, Jimmy. <laughs> is that you don't kidding. get pulled over, just and you kidding. deserve not to get pulled <laughs> yeah, over. I'm just
1: kidding. I'm there just you... saying. You know, at 40, you can still join the guard, man. Yep. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> you hey. could be. You could be a combat correspondent. There you go. Mm-hmm. Oh, there we go. Yeah, there you go. From from get get embedded with the uh, guys. Just, you write. You know, write the news stories about uh, everything that's happening. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. I don't, do they even get out those news stories? Like I mean like Yeah. What do you mean do they get out? <laughs> Are <laughs> they like it's... censored or like no, somebody else? No, no, will no. Write no. It, like... You would
1: write you would write for uh you would write for Stars and Stripes or whatever, but it gets those those news stories about what's happening like over there, like that's how like most of the journalists know because they talk to the combat correspondents, they don't actually go with the guys to like Inside Fallujah, they talk with uh, the military reporter, who then tells them what happened.
2: Yeah, but I just I, I think of uh, Full Metal Jacket. He was a reporter, wasn't he? Yeah, he
1: was a Marine reporter. Yeah, and
2: it didn't quite. It's not quite. I mean, it probably has changed, it's, but it wasn't quite the information.
1: He, he it's was, it's completely different now. Okay, I mean, there are you can't you can't say anything that would give up like troop movements or positions right. or anything like that. But yes, you can like tell what's going on yeah absolutely okay yeah and plus but even then they had to like type it up and they had to send it and then it got redacted a little bit and then it still like had to you know go with a wire and now it's just you press a button and everybody's got it you know what right, I'm right right so and i know a lot of cor- combat correspondents who also write under a pseudonym so even though they're not They're not as their job able to talk about everything, and maybe sometimes they say, Hey, you can't mention this or whatever. Um, they'll write under a pseudonym or whatever, and they'll write, you know, for the Washington Post or whatever as a different name, and nobody knows who it is, but that's who that is. Okay, you know what I'm saying? So just can't get caught.
2: (laughs) Probably not going to do that, Jimmy. I appreciate the invitation. Uh, just probably not going to do that
1: or be Uh, a medic. Do what I did.
2: Probably, once again, appreciate the invitation. At this point, 40. At this juncture. Ah, You're still young. At this juncture of life, I'm probably not. You're you're supposed to be recruiting Raven over there, not like somebody a little bit younger or something like that.
1: She's, I mean, don't get me wrong, but you'd get pulled over in a sandstorm. I mean, you weigh like 90 pounds, right? But that's what basic training is for, right? She's going to get some guns. She'll get, like, a little bit of muscle, but not enough. Not enough? Not enough. And a plus, lot of basic training. Plus the equipment. The equipment that you wear weighs it's... almost as much as she does. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, th- that's why they have, like, height and weight, like, not only, like, that on the top, but also on the bottom. Yeah. You must weigh at least this much. You must be at least this tall because they know that you're going to put this gear on and you're going to, it's going to weigh as much as you do. I
2: just don't think I'm field ready because didn't I just post to you today to ask if this was poison ivy or something after I've already <laughs> you, been messing you around with training. I'm just saying like that, that. Yeah.
1: I, I don't feel field ready. Yet. Well, you wouldn't, you wouldn't be field ready yet. You'd have to go through basic and, AIT and all that kind of stuff like that. When do you turn forty-one? Uh, I turn 40, forty. Oh, forty. September third. Oh, then yeah, you got plenty of time because you you can be forty and still join the guard, but you can't turn forty-one until after you graduated graduate basic training. This year's gone by quick. dude. <laughs> 41's
2: gonna hit me before yeah. You know, yeah, I'll be blinking and just be a forty-one Pop. and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I have faith Raven could get the guns working and get the. The thing going and the backpack and walk. I think she could do it. <laughs> how <laughs> how in basic training? How long you walk with the backpack on to get ready for?
1: Uh, the final ruck march. You're wearing a sixty pound ruck, and you ruck about. Ruck is a backpack. Right? Ruck is the the. It's it's not a backpack. You're you're thinking of like a, it's bigger than a backpack, but you're wearing uh, your armor. Usually they have like a plate thing or whatever, but um, you're wearing about 60 pounds on a ruck, in a rucksack and you're walking, I think the final is a 30K, so that would be however many miles. Yeah, I wouldn't do it. I, mean, yeah. I, I wouldn't survive it, eh? I get
2: blisters at Disney but, World. But
1: but you so don't, like, you don't I mean, do a 30K right off the bat. You start with a 5 or you start with a 3, then you do a 5. Then you do a seven, then you do a 10, then you do, you know what I'm saying? And then you just, you go up as you're going through basic training. So you, you get used you to guys.
2: it. I know. I mean, well, like, the, I don't
1: think so. Do our, our <laughs> when, I, when I went to basic, our th- final ruck was actually a 30 mile because <laughs> the drill sergeants got lost. Okay. So we ended up walking 30 miles. Did they do anything nicer for you because you did extra? Yeah, they let us, uh, they let us, uh, go to sleep. When we got to our where we were supposed to go, uh-huh. we were supposed to get there and then we were supposed to immediately start something. But they were so wiped and we were so wiped. They just like, yeah, you guys can hit the racks and we'll just start early tomorrow morning. What time do your day start? Zero four thirty. So four thirty in the morning. Yeah. Okay. I got up
2: at ten thirty today. Ten yeah. fifteen.
1: Zero four thirty is when you get up. Usually, 10:15. what time you go to bed? Um. Uh, Usually zero, oh, let's see, well, that would be like 20, 100, which would be 8 o'clock. Okay. I yeah. go to bed at 1 a.m., 2 a.m. Yeah, I know. But, but, you, but I'm saying like- It can't be adjusted. I it, it's adjusted. <laughs> Trust me. You're so tired the first couple of days. They wear you out so oh, yeah. bad. You go to sleep and you get into that pattern of waking up at 4.30 in the morning and going to bed at about 8 o'clock. Depending on what's going on. Sometimes you're out there later. Sometimes, you know, and then the next day, you know, maybe you get up at 0,500, but you get up at 0,430, you shit shower, shave, then you get ready, you go downstairs and you do PT, which is, you know, you're running, you're exercising, all that kind of stuff like that. Then you go upstairs, you shower, you change in your uniform, you go back downstairs, and then usually by 0,700, or so you're actually starting training for the day. Jeez.
2: Well, one day uh, the show that's going on with us, we'll have to work it out. Maybe we'll do like a crossover. We'll go a little bit longer one day or something. It would be neat to have them on here and have them tell that story. You do what's on tap. We'll go to our last commercial break, and then we'll talk about if you had
1: unlimited backyard, what would you build? All right. Uh, The... uh, uh RCA jack on my laptop isn't working, so there is no music for this. So, all right, anyways, all right, this is What's on Task, sponsored by Falling Down Beer Company. Uh, July 29th at Tucson, Arizona, on ESPN2, we have Saddam Ali versus uh, Johan Perez, 10 rounds for the Welterweights. Uh, New York on Showtime, we have Adrian Broner versus Mikey Garcia, 12, excuse me, 12 rounds for the junior Welterweights. Uh, Long Beach, California on CBS Sports Network. We have Tremaine Williams versus William Gonzalez. Ten rounds for the featherweights. July 30th, Bakersfield, California. PBC on Fox Sports 1. We have Victor Ortiz versus Saul Corral. Ten rounds for the welterweights. Moving on to MMA uh, tonight, actually, and uh, which actually has started, uh, we have Dana White's Tuesday Night Contender Series number three, the UFC Training Center in Las Vegas, Nevada, uh, on July 29th. We have UFC 214, uh, Cormier, Cormier versus Jones two Cormier. at the huh Cormier. Cormier. So I said Cormier versus Jones two, uh, the Honda Center in Anaheim, California, in the United States, and July 30th. Risen Fighting World Grand Prix 2017, the Bantamweight Tournament, first round in Japan. Uh, and don't forget next week on Dana White's uh, Contender Series James Gray will be on. I believe
2: it is next week. I'll have to double
1: check. Okay, I believe double it check, is next week. but next week. So uh, if you don't listen to our show so that you can watch that, we understand. Broner uh,
2: versus, they listen to
3: us on, uh,
2: versus Mikey Garcia. I'm going to so go Mikey it. Garcia. Yeah. So I go Mark, you guys, uh, Mikey Garcia by knockout. Oh. Even okay. though I like Broner. He's always been nice to our show. Yeah. Um, huge on Mikey Garcia there. Uh, what else was I going to pick this weekend? I think that was it for the picks. Let's go to our last uh, break really quick. We come back. If you had an unlimited,
1: unlimited, unlimited. backyard.
2: Yep. What would you build in it? Think You're going to have
1: to define that more when we come back. Unlimited.
2: Welcome back to the Undercard episode 245. We're back on Tuesdays. Feels good. Uh, so, I posed a question in the beginning of the show to everybody. If you had unlimited acreage, meaning that you lived on a lot of land, what would be the ultimate backyard to you? What would you do to your backyard? What would you do to make it special? Obviously, there's backyard sheds, there's animal structures. There's gazebos, there's pavilions, there's play structures, there's garages, there's greenhouses, there's pools, there's spas. Those are the basics. You know, everyday America can get those in a small amount. But I wanted everyone to kind of use their imagination and go beyond that. Like, what would you have that would be over the top in your backyard? So, Raven, is there anything you would have in your backyard over the top?
4: Um, I would say like a water park, and then like charge all my friends. <laughs> oh there my you goodness. go,
2: making money. on uh, I had a friend that had a <laughs> slot machine in his house. He did that, yeah. Um, never paid out, but he took everybody's money. Uh, that's cool. Yeah. How, bi- how, how big, how many slides?
4: Mm, we can have like two.
2: Two? Yeah. Are you going to hire like good-looking lifeguards Life, too? Yeah, I'll do that. Okay.
4: <laughs> Guys, though. So.
2: All right, you're gonna with this admission. Are you gonna have insurance and run it like a business too?
4: Mm, that's a good question. I was just gonna charge people like ten bucks, but
2: <laughs> see, see, girls can say that. Me and me and Jimmy say we're gonna open an amusement park in the back, and we sound creepy like Michael Jackson. You know, oh, you want kids to come over? But girls say it; they'd be like, "I'm gonna open a water park." It seems okay. Guys say it. If me and Jimmy say it, it's just not gonna sound right. You remember Mike? Michael Jackson
4: had
2: the, the, the whole little carnival in the back at Neverland Ranch. Mm-hmm. You don't remember that? Yes. Okay. I'm a, then just go, yes.
4: Yes. There yes. we go. Yes. Uh,
2: I like that. Anything else you'd add to it?
4: Um. So I always watch Paris Hilton Snaps, and she has like a dog mansion in the backyard, so like a dog mansion for my dogs.
2: That would be cool too. <laughs> that would be Awesome. Um, mom pods are big right now for like no, the rese- she sheds. Uh, yeah, she sheds for the uh, the retiring mom who you gotta take care of. You just have like a little mom pod in the back for them. No,
3: that's okay. not what they're for.
2: Okay, <laughs> for visitors. No, what are they for then?
3: It's like our m- version of a man cave.
2: Oh, okay, I'm talking the mom pods that people are buying right now oh. through companies. I don't know what that so is. So mom can live on the property. But yet she isn't connected to the house. Mom pod.
3: I see that in our future.
2: All right, Rochelle, what would yours have?
3: Um, I'd have a drive-in theater.
2: That's pretty cool. Okay. So, some abandoned cars and then like a real screen. Yeah. Nice. Um I'm assuming these cars don't run. No. And how many cars would you have?
3: Um Say so maybe 10. 10? Yeah. That's a pretty cool idea. Mm-hmm. Convertibles? Um, Not all of them. You can have the option. Mm. And there would be a concession stand.
2: Nice. Uh, so a case study was given to the recreational group. Jimmy? Yeah, we're going to get to Jimmy in a second. Oh. But I'm just going to give you an idea here. The recreational group had a case study to build the ultimate backyard. And I think they came up short. They added a basketball court a shuffleboard, and they also had uh, a putting green for uh, this good dad short game. That was given as much time and much money that you could put to it and a lot of land, and that's what they came up with. So far, so far you guys are ten times better. Jimmy, what would you do?
1: So size is unlimited, correct? Yeah,
2: do whatever you money want.
1: Money is unlimited, correct? Mm-hmm. Correct. All right. So what I would do is I would create homes for all the homeless vets. Very nice. And it would be like a little city community kind of thing where all homeless vets can live. However, an attachment to that would be a quote unquote amusement park. Uh, No charge for anybody who wants to come. Uh, And the vets as part of their, you know, they live in the community or whatever. Um, And the vets, what they would do is they would rig up. "Quote unquote" scenarios for anybody who want to come in and like play paintball and do you know like war scenarios or like anybody ever wanted to try basic training, there'd be like a section over there where you would like spend a week going through "quote unquote" basic training. Yeah, like reenact. Well, not even necessarily reenactments, but like paintball. But like you're going against like actual military vets who are playing. It's called Op Four, which is the opposition force or whatever. But I mean, because it, there's no money, there's no whatever. You could build so like towns. a live video game. It's a live video game, yeah, exactly. And and you could build at you know actual buildings that you can go in and out of, little towns that people can go in and out of. You could have, um, you know. Uh, there would be, like, an actual live firing range, like, way in the back of the property where you could shoot all the different military-type weapons and all that kind of stuff like that. And there would be an amusement park, like Cedar Point. There would be a water park, like Splash, you know, whatever. But none of it would be charged. It would all be 100% free. Very nice.
3: And who would work there and, and uh, work
2: all the rides and stuff? Volunteers. The volunteers.
1: Okay. Yeah. The vets, you know, all that kind of stuff. Very yep. Cool.
2: Yep. Mine is, and it's actually can be done. Somebody out there does this, is build a small replica of Wrigley Field. And and okay. it's a little league park built like Wrigley Field with the ivy, bricks, brick layers come. You have the scoreboard in the center. You have the marquee saying behind it. You can add dugouts if you want. But I think to give it the eerie Fields of Dream field to it, I think I'd have to put corn behind the ivy just so that you can use the... If you build it, he will come... You built a ballpark on your property. Fields of Dreams, you know. So I think that's what I would do to make it cool. I like the drive-in idea. I love the water park idea. And I like Jimmy's idea, too. Um, Man, that uh, recreational group, that was lame. I mean, of course you... I've actually... And this isn't meant to like ding the thing here really quick. I I've I've, 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 I've yeah, well you know, I've been to some people's houses that have putting greens on there. I mean, that's not a big deal. A chipping green. I mean, right, yeah. And you know, that's that to me is pretty lame shuffleboard. I mean, that's at um every pizzeria you go to in Dearborn has a shuffleboard to shuffle. I mean, that ain't cool either. Um what was the other idea they had? Oh, uh Basketball court—that's also, I think, overdone. The houses lately that I look at, everybody has an indoor ba- basketball court. Be the cool guy that doesn't have the indoor basketball court because everybody else has a basketball court when your houses are above five thousand square feet. That's just what I would do. But I love Jimmy's idea. Um, I mean, that—that's that, something that you could probably get together if you. You know, put effort to it and do it over the next ten years, and try to round up people. And the amount
1: of the amount of funding, because I looked into it, the amount of funding that you would need to be able to run and sustain something like that is far more than you could. You'd have to be a billionaire in order to do it. Right? You would have to be a billionaire in order to do it. I mean, because I I even thought about doing it, like. You know, because I, I, there are other people that I deployed with that we've talked about, you know, these ideas or whatever. And we were even talking about like in a part of the desert that nobody uses. Right. Parts of woodland in like Montana that nobody uses. I mean, different things like that. But you would have to be a billionaire with a gigantic bankroll to make anything like that happen. You it's, want a,
2: You want a billionaire idea? I'm going to give it to you right now. OK. All right. I discovered it last night. All right. Slippers that when you put your feet in them, they hit like a little tab and little headlights come on. So when you're walking through your house at night, you don't trip actually, over I shit.
1: Think, I think that actually exists. Okay. If yeah. it
2: does, I apologize. Yeah. But last night I thought of it and I was yeah, like, that's yeah. a genius <laughs> idea. Dude. That is a genius yeah, idea. Yeah, you put yeah. it in and you have the headlights because yeah, yeah. if you have kids, you're going to trip over something and kill yourself. Yeah. Look them up maybe. If they're not, then it's ours.
1: So I wanted, I wanted uh, and, and I don't know what you want to move on to next, but no, I was you just go flipping ahead. through... Flipping through this thing, and uh, one of the Facebook uh, groups that I'm a part of is called I F and Love Science. Um, IFLScience.com. They're yeah. awesome. I love... So... <laughs> So, uh, they were talking about, uh, scientific journals and about how they're kind of some of these predatory journals, I guess we call them, are prone to accepting fake research. Uh, and they don't really like pay attention to what they're publishing. So, in order to kind of weed or kind of show like this is what's happening or whatever, um, a, a scientist, uh, I'm trying to find his name, um, uh, he'd be, Well, he's going by the name of Neuroskeptic, uh, and he did an experiment where he basically sent a scientific research paper to all these different journals, and four of them fell for the bait. Now, you may ask yourself, what was the research about? It was about midichlorians from Star yeah, Wars. Star Wars, right. Yeah.
2: Whether you're a Jedi or not.
1: So. Uh, the hoax study was all about midichlorians, a fictional form of microscopic life forms that resides within all living cells that was first mentioned, blah, blah, blah. Submitted under the names of Dr. Lucas McGeorge and Dr. Annette Kin. Uh, yeah, Annette Kin, like Anakin. Yes. The study at one point embedded in science jargon says, did you ever hear the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise? I thought not. It is a story the Jedi would not tell you. It was a Sith legend. Darth Plagueis was a dark lord of the Sith, so powerful and so wise, he could use the Force to influence the midichlorians to create life. Four journals fell for the sting. The garbage was published in the International Journal of Molecular Biology, Open Access, Austin Journal of Pharmacology and Therapeutics, the American Research Journal of Biosciences, and the American Journal of Medical and Biological Research. Nice. So, yeah, I, I just thought that was, that was kind of funny. No, that is, that is a good uh... – So, people, even if it says it's peer-reviewed, even if you see these things that are published in journals, and I'm talking to you climate change deniers, even if you see these articles in these so-called scientific you know, uh, publishers or whatever, do your research. Look at what they're saying. It's probably garbage. You have to be able to, you know, trust not only who it's coming from, but also where it's being published and is there any actual other corroborating evidence that goes along with it. So, Uh,
2: This is real news, though. Uh, We actually heard this uh, said on a radio station today, speaking of studies. And it's interesting to, to see this, that... Um, researchers at University, uh, I'm sorry, Boston University studying cr- uh, chronic traumatic um, concussions, so like pro football players' brains, found 99% of them had that disease. Out of 111 brains tested, 110 had CTE. Um, it was a $62 million nationally fu- uh, federal grant study in traumatic brain injuries and concussions also in military personnel. The study includes the BU research team. He says he, he was not surprised by their pro-athlete findings. They've been playing since they were in high school or before, so these individuals have gotten, let's say, just between three to 10,000 concussions by reports to their brains. Um, that's not the case, he said, with the military vets. They average about four at most during their ter- uh, tours of duty. Uh, Dr. C. IFU noted that after their career ends, the lives of most pro athletes change dramatically. Again, not so with vets. That's interesting, Jimmy. You'll have to comment on that. And then they missed part of what you said. Oh he uh, Dr. C Yeah. What's what's he talking about? He said that after the careers end of most pro athletes, their lives change dramatically. He said again, not so with vets. I would think vets lives change very dramatically. When they
1: get out of the military? Yeah.
2: That makes sense to me. It's in that their lives are very consistent, and they don't have the ups and downs that we'll see with professional athletes. That's probably bullshit part of the study.
1: But one hundred percent, ninety
2: nine percent of the one hundred and eleven brains tested from football players, one hundred and ten had CTE. Uh, It's interesting. I think we're going to see a day with no football. I really do. I think the lawsuits will just be so big. I'm waiting for the first high school family to sue a high school, and then that high school drops their football program because they can't no longer have the risk. Just say,
1: I think it's already happened.
2: Okay. I, I don't know the school. I don't know if it happened. No, I'm just but,
1: saying I'm, I'm pretty sure that probably already happened. And then it happened. sets
2: off a chain reaction where it's dropped at a high school level. Then, colleges, let's be honest, as, as, as great as it is in a sport, colleges are about making money. Uh, it happens at that next level. And then the NFL has to change the sport so much. They were talking about this on 97 1 in the ticket this morning that um, that it's so different that it isn't the NFL anymore because you're, you there just have to be so many lawsuits that are going to be coming over the next few years. Um, of people getting concussions because we're seeing how bad concussions are. And the one thing that um, everybody always says to me is boxing, okay? And the one thing that I, I guess I can say about boxing is when I go to a boxing gym, there might be 10, 20 people in there. You can go by five, six football fields on your way home and see about 500 kids there. So I think you're seeing a bigger sample size with football, and that's why it's coming out so much more now. And let's be honest: kids hit harder, equipment's better, um, equipment's lighter, faster. Uh, you know, these are the things that you know are interesting about the study. Is that when you have that high of a
1: percentage, why do you let your kid play at all? Uh, I've already found five articles about families suing high school football teams. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the you know, high schools, but it'll never. But that's just it: you don't. It'll never go away because in a lot of these communities, football is life. Football is life, and they will never get rid of it. They might get rid of it at like that school, but then all those kids that were playing at that one school are going to go play at the other schools, or they're going to play in, in, in a mirror league. You're never going to get ri- rid of it because people there are, there are people whose entire lives revolve around football. From the day that they are born to the day that they die, football is life. It is sad. It is pathetic. But football is life. And you're never going to get rid of it because they depend on it not only for their livelihoods but to distract them from the shitty lives that they're living.
2: Right. Well, there might be enough football parents, though, that say, my, say no to their kid that, like, absolutely not. You're just not going to play football.
1: But that, but it's just. Dwindling numbers. I don't, I think it's dwindling numbers, but also at the same time, I don't think it's going to dwindle enough that it's going to affect it. Right. Because the parents that. Really? The the only parents that are gonna say no to their kids playing football are the kids are the parents of the kids who really weren't really quite invested in any ways. It was just something for them to do. They weren't gonna go on to play college. They weren't gonna go on to play in the NFL. This wasn't their dream. This wasn't gonna be, you know, what they were gonna try to do. The parents aren't trying to live vicariously through their children because they were once a football star and You know, Jimmy Jim Bob or whatever is going to be a goddamn quarterback, you know, whatever. Those type of parents, they don't care what happens to their kids because football is life. The ones that the parents are going to say, no, you're not going to play are the ones where, you know, they joined when they were a kid because their friends were playing and they kind of had fun. And, yeah, they kind of played in middle school or whatever. And, yeah, they're in high school now. So, yeah, we're going to play the football team. And they'll say no because, you know, there's a million other sports you can play or whatever. You know, football is not life in this family. And they were never going to be the ones that played in college or the NFL, anyways. So again, I don't think the numbers are going to be significant enough that the programs are going to go away. Because for every you know, for every Josh that doesn't play football because his parents won't let him, you have two you know Billy Bobs that whose parents really wanted them. Yeah. I'm, who no, really I want it. them to play who are going to take his place? You right. know what I'm saying? Maybe they weren't going to get on the team because Josh was actually a decent player. But now they're going to get on the team because Josh isn't playing. And now they have a chance to, you know, live old grandpa's glory days on the football field, you know? They yeah. could be the next Al Bundy.
2: Who knows? Right. And there's places in Texas where football's life, which is
1: – No, not just Texas. Texas, Alabama, Missouri, yeah. Mississippi pretty much all the southern states and some of the East Coast states as well right football is life because you know your life sucks so you got to have something
2: now you think the NFL will uh, I mean they're they're the number one sport in the world right yeah do you think they'll not be number one because of this because no. I, I I believe they're still gonna be paying out lawsuits
1: they but you know what the amount of lawsuits they will they will still be in the billions Of making money, even if they pay out lawsuits. Well, they were just a nonprofit
2: until two years ago. You remember that? Yeah, they were. They had the non-taxing.
1: Yeah, the non-taxing. Right. Exactly. They're going to be paying. They could. They could pay two point five billion dollars in lawsuits every year and still make four billion dollars in revenue. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's insane the amount of money they make. They're. They're never. No, it's not going. It's not going to affect them. Whatsoever, and guys are gonna put their bodies on the line to make millions of dollars, you know? Yeah, and and line the pockets of the greedy owners.
2: I think the NFL is the worst product out there. NBA too, but like the NFL, I think, I, I don't. Get I think
1: almost NFL. all sports are. No, no, no. Yeah. Major League
2: Baseball is awesome. Why they're just I, they make it kid friendly. They it really okay. is a it's, good experience. It's
1: kid friendly. So, it's also boring. No. It also well, – that's Yeah, it's your opinion. And, it also is boring. It also goes on way too long. They've <laughs> tried to
2: work on that, but at the average time, isn't that isn't that more society not being able to just have three hours to relax in the ballpark? That, no, no,
1: no. I'm not talking about way too long. I'm talking about the season. Oh, the that's season, possible. The season, the season should be from like June until August. Not and June. And then – Yeah, like June – They start until, in April, so <laughs> okay, let's think so in May. April –
2: Let's make it oh, May.
1: All right, May until like August, and that's it. No World you, got, you gotta is in go August. to at least September. No, that's just sh- that's all you need. Mid October. Nope. Short little, short little seasons. That's it. Short season. Short no. season. Why? Why do you need to play a hundred something games? That's ridiculous. You
2: still need to play the hundred and sixty two games. No. I tell you what, you do. Instead Why? Of being, Why do you need to play that many games? Because then You every, play each team twice, that's all you need. Because when you look over time, the, the greatest thing about baseball is its statistics. If you're playing shorter seasons and Chris if Bryant have, hits 18 home use, runs, you don't have to say, but if they would have played 162-game season, he could have maybe hit this many home if runs. If you have
1: to use the word statistics... The word statistics. Makes baseball about, exciting. No, yes. It, no. If you are using math to justify anything, <laughs> you are on the wrong side. Baseball's sir. fun, man. No, and it is not fun. Chicks dig the long ball.
2: It's, the great, it's a great sport. No,
1: chicks dig a long something, but it ain't a ball. No, no,
2: no. They dig the home runs. Yeah. Uh, no, it, I know. But,
1: but what I'm but saying it's is. But still 100 and something. No, it needs to how be about shorter. This?
2: How about this? And Raven, is this a good compromise? How about the greedy owners go back to having double-headers where you buy one ticket and you get to see two games? Why they ever got rid of that was just pure greed. And there comes a point where miguel cabrera makes how much at bat Two hundred twenty thousand dollars per bat or something that they can't give back i agree that uh the baseball season goes way too late because it's too cold and then rochelle will tell you i don't go to baseball games in april because it's too cold when i was younger yeah yeah, bundle up whatever but it's ridiculous to like the end of august that's that's when it really really warm up in detroit anymore
1: like June.
2: Exactly. We're just now yeah. hitting summer mid-stride. So yeah. I, I think double-headers. I think do the 162 games, but do more double-headers. Drop, headers it, down,
1: drop it down to 100 games. 100 games is a nice even number. It ruins the stats, though, no, man. I can't do that.
2: Again, you can't justify something <laughs> using math. <laughs> math is evil. You want a 100-game season, you play it on like on uh, Nintendo or something. No. Just select the 100-game 100 100, season.
1: 100-game season is perfect. Nah. 100. That's all you need. 100-game season, and then you get into the playoffs. That's all you need. All right,
2: uh, I think NFL preseasons is ridiculous. I really do. I agree. I, I think they should be able to cut. Uh, You're allowing people to get injured. They play 16 game uh, season. They're looking to add two games yeah. to make more freaking money.
1: Yeah, I agree. I don't think it should be.
2: I don't think it should be that much either. I think the NHL season's too long. I, the I think NHL the NBA
1: season's is too long. Uh, absolutely, it's way too long. But baseball. All the, oh, all the seasons are way that. too long. You need short seasons. You know, and that way you know that, hey, if we don't win this, we're not going to get another chance. And you might actually play harder. They Instead play of, hard all there. No, they don't. They, they, they Joe DiMaggio risk. played hard
2: every game he said. I don't know if he did, but he said he did.
1: But, you know, yeah. So like, he also okay, had the worst sunglasses oh, in history. Oh, we're, we're playing this team seven games. Okay, so we don't win the first one. Oh, well, we got six more games. Oh, we don't win the second. All right, we got four more. You know, you got one game to beat them. If you don't beat them, that's it. You know what I'm saying? Raven, what's your favorite sport? Basketball. Basketball season too long?
4: I think it's too short.
2: Too short? Yeah. You want more than 82 games a year?
4: Well, I just love
2: basketball. Okay. What's your favorite team?
4: Um, I would say the Cavaliers because LeBron.
2: All right. That's okay. You think he's going to stay with the Cavaliers?
4: I hope
2: so. So you're you're you think an 82 game season, then a best of 5 in the first round, then it's a best of 7 the next 3 rounds. You don't you think there should be more basketball tonight? Like year round.
4: That's because I hate other sports, so. Okay.
2: So you want to see it year round. Yeah. There's a void when it's gone there. Mm-hmm. I think an 82 game season's too ridiculous. Yeah. for Even hockey players I think all sports
1: should just go away. But baseball <gasps> All sports. Yeah. And we're we on don't a need profe- show too. We don't need professional sports. I'm we'll shut
3: your mic off in a second.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but but see I don't consider I don't con- okay, let me rephrase that. I, boxing and MMA, I yes, they're sports, but I don't consider them sports. Anything w- not with a ball. Okay. All right. That, that, they're not considered, you know, I mean, yes, they're sports, but in what I'm talking about sports, I'm talking about football, baseball. Basketball. Basketball. Hockey doesn't have a ball, so it's not a sport according to this. So hockey can stay.
2: Hockey is unique in that you have to know how to skate to play the game. Yes, exactly. Anything else, like everybody learns a bit basically how to run. Right.
1: And or- hockey, not only do you have to know how to skate, But you have to, you know, you're playing on ice. You're allowed to fight, kind of. You know, I mean, that can stay. That can stay. All the other ones need to go away. Football, baseball, basketball, gone. Are you a Piston fan, though, too, Raven?
4: Mm, Oh, not really.
2: Were you born and raised in Detroit?
4: Oh, yes. Okay.
2: But never a Piston fan.
4: I mean. You think that's because they were. were, (laughs) Okay. Yeah. yeah. At that time, but. No, not
2: so much. So if if LeBron leaves the Cavaliers, will you be... Uh,
4: Wherever LeBron goes, I go.
2: Okay. So. <laughs> wow. That is bandwagon jumping. You know that, right? That is bandwagon you're, jumping.
1: You're, 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 you're very quickly becoming not my favorite ring girl. <laughs> no, no. Not, I like that she's being she, honest. She likes LeBron. She likes Paris Hilton. <laughs> I mean, mm, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> This isn't good. This What's isn't wrong looking with good. Paris Hilton? She's an idiot. What about LeBron? He's, I, I don't want to, well, I don't want to say. It. An, you he's definitely not an idiot. He's a women's feminine hygiene product. He's what? No. A douche. I tell you what, I, I don't like
2: LeBron, but he does it right. He married his high school sweetheart, right? Mm-hmm. Hasn't, that I know of. cheated on. on. He did, oh yeah, sure. oh yeah. You don't know that. Stop yes. throwing out allegations. He cheated
1: on her. Everybody uh, the knows that. The
2: undercard says she. He did not cheat on her. You'd have to find me a legit site to see that. Uh, I I, th- I think he's a good role model for kids. So in that regard, I can't hate LeBron. Uh, I, I hate that he went to Cleveland and got them a championship. I wish he would have went anywhere after Miami. Uh, you know he is already a Cavalier, but he went home. But I think he's gonna leave and go somewhere else, anyways. But uh, yeah, eighty-two game season, way too long, Raven. Way too long.
4: What if he went to the Lakers?
2: That would be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. That means you'd have to stay up at night. Uh, would he look good in yellow and purple? He would look good in yellow and purple. The Lakers are fun. Staples Center, beautiful building.
4: I love Paris Hilton. She's so rich and like
1: fun. Yeah. <laughs> She's not rich. Her daddy's rich.
2: Yeah, we're watching Mad Men, and we, 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 we've learned how uh, the Hiltons got all their money.
1: We're learning
3: mm-hmm. about
2: the Hiltons.
1: Yeah. She's not rich. She was born into a a, a a hotel empire, and she has done nothing with her life except for, mm, I'm going to take a selfie. Mm, look she at me. She had two mm. very successful reality shows. No, they were not. Well, I think they had ratings. They had, but they weren't successful. She had two. I mean, they might not want won Emmys, but they had ratings. I don't know. They had kind of they had ratings for the first season. I, it, I, people wanted to watch the train wreck, I, and then after it wasn't a train wreck, they're like, well, this is boring now. I'm just playing point-counterpoint. I know, but okay. she's an idiot.
2: Did you find anywhere to have your allegations? Those are hard allegations, dude. I, I have not heard of LeBron <laughs> cheating. I'm uh, going to say he never cheated. If you google it and it doesn't come
1: up, he's not cheated.
2: You think he did?
0: Yeah,
1: I think he did. Well, I mean there's there's all the he hasn't admitted to it, but there's oh, okay. a ton of stories that say that they have evidence that he cheated.
2: Okay. Well, the undercard will go officially on the record and say we don't know that he cheated. It don't believe he cheated, but Raven and uh Jimmy have seen
1: it somewhere. So I mean they, they you know, they said that he cheated, they have pictures or whatever. Allegedly. He just hasn't I'll let you know Yeah, yeah. He I'll, just hasn't he just hasn't admitted to it. I'll let
2: you know a lot of athletes cheat. Yeah. Just I mean, that's just the way it is. That's their lifestyle away from home i mean they get a chance to be away a lot of times it's a little bit different now because of uh, social media and stuff but man the stories i hear of the 80s and in the 70s well here
1: these are all these are all the ones that have admitted to cheating in the nba kobe paul Paul george raymond felton kobe bryant dwayne wade lamar odom uh, kobe bryant uh, lebron james oh yeah he admitted i guess he Admitted to cheating? I guess he did. God yeah. bless it. Uh, you got to pick a
2: new new favorite person.
4: No, I still like him. You still like him, even mm-hmm. though he cheated? I mean, all guys cheat.
1: That's not true. I think. <laughs> I think he did. there is some some broad statements Parker, just be thrown out there. Daniel Gibson, Shaquille O'Neal. Can we call the last half hour Steve broad Nash, statements? Matt Barnes, <laughs> just like that was allegedly definitive. Charles Barkley. <laughs> Yeah, Charles Barkley. Yeah. What woman
2: took him? I don't know. He should have been happy. The first one said yes. See.
1: God, hold on. Let's see if I can. He find had some.
2: gambling problems, drinking problems, and couldn't stay on teams. And he, you know, and has the worst golf swing I've ever seen. Charles Barkley. Charles
1: Barkley had been a player long before the internet caught onto his game. He was even known to give advice on how to cheat successfully by saying things like, "Keep your wives and girlfriends away from each other."
2: <laughs> well, that, that's an obvious one. I hope you didn't have to pay for that course. I mean, yeah, yeah, you keep uh, you keep the ones you're cheating away He was away caught from. in
1: 2008 propositioning a dancer in San Antonio's strip club. That's that after he his, retired. His hotel room. Isn't it?
2: Isn't that after he retired? 2008? I don't know. I, I don't remember. Uh, Charles uh, Barkley, yeah, wow. Yeah. Michael Jordan, there's been allegations. It
1: was allegation. Well, let me see. Did it, uh,
2: well, I mean, he's no longer with his wife, Michael Jordan. Uh, a, no,
1: it's true. It's not allegations. Um, he was the greatest
2: player of all time. So you think he was the greatest cheater of all time?
1: The most expensive divorce in the history of the sports world at that, she took home a modest settlement to the tune of $168 million for her trouble. <laughs> Carla Nafel was one of Michael Jordan's more well-known mistresses who was offered $5 million to keep quiet about their affair after Jordan retired. Another high-profile cause was that of Pamela Smith, who claimed that MJ fathered her son, Paj. Uh... Although he was not the father of her child, she still managed to drag him into a highly publicized court case, indicating that he did have a sexual affair with this woman.
2: You know what? uh, $168 million, that's still not even a victory because Michael Jordan's worth so much. And then here's the best part about that, and he has to get a giggle out of it. She can't go into a mall without seeing... Her ex husband everywhere. <laughs> she can't true. even w- walk into a high school yeah. without seeing her ex husband on everyone's feet. Yeah. Like, he is forever ingrained in her mind, man. Yeah. That's, a, that's a win. I mean, come on. Well, you're always thinking of me. It's kind of a dick move, though. Well, you're not going to take away his shoe deal, though. I'm just no, saying that. No, I'm
1: just. I'm just saying what he did is. Oh, I. You well, know.
2: Apparently. I mean, it's not. Yeah. I, did, I don't know. Well,
1: well, I'm just saying, like, you know, that's not. That's horrible for her. She got cheated on, and now she has to, you know, see this guy's stuff everywhere. You know. Oh, I know. Yeah, she got hundred sixty million or hundred sixty-eight million dollars, but that's not a lot compared to what he's probably worth. But he's probably I, worth I two billion dollars. I think when he got when she got
2: it, yeah, he wasn't he was worth, worth as much. Yeah. yeah. All right, well, we got to wrap up this show. We want to thank Raven for joining us as a ring girl. We're back on Tuesday nights, ladies and gentlemen. We will be in Columbus. It's called Duel in the Park on Friday, MMA. On Saturday, you have uh, pro boxing. It's happening at Huntington Park in Columbus. Tickets are available at Ticketmaster.com. Our ring girls will be there also. We'll be back next week to discuss uh, Garcia versus Broner. And then the Reckoning. Jones is going to tear through... Cormier. We're going to talk about that also. See you guys in a week. Bye. Bye.